Isaiah chapter 64. Isaiah chapter 64 is where we're going to go. This is where I had intended to go last week and uh, did not make it there. Uh, we, The Lord had other plans last week, and I'm always ready and willing to obey the Lord, whatever he wants, when he's ready to take a service in another direction. But this week I felt led to go back to this place, Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 through 12, reading to you this morning from the King James Version. It says this, Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, and thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. As when the melting fire burneth, the fire causeth the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we look not for, thou camest down, the mountains flew down at thy presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Thou meetest him that rejoiceth and worketh righteousness. Those that remember thee in thy ways, behold, thou art wroth. For we have sinned, and those is continuance, and we shall be saved. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. And there is none that calleth upon thy name, that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee. For thou hast hid thy face from before us, and hast consumed us because of our iniquities. But now, O Lord, thou art our Father. We are the clay, and thou art our potter. And we are all the work of thy hand. Be not wroth, very sore, O Lord, neither remember iniquity forever. Behold, see. We beseech thee, we are all thy people. Thy holy cities are a wilderness. Zion is a wilderness. Jerusalem a desolation. Our holy and our beautiful house where our fathers praise thee is burned up with fire and all our pleasant things are laid waste. Wilt thou refrain thyself for these things, O Lord? Wilt thou hold thy peace and afflict us very sore? I want to preach to you this morning on the subject of plea for God's presence. Would you pray with me, Father? Thank you so much for today. Thank you for this opportunity to be in your house. I pray that you would just anoint me, that you would use me today in a very powerful way. I pray that you would just open every heart, every mind, and every spirit. Thank you for what you're doing here. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen. As you're seated, would you just turn around to two or three people, welcome them into the house of the Lord today. The prophet cries out in verse 1, Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. What a plea that this was by the prophet to his Lord. The words from a man burdened by this all-wise and all-powerful God. What this was was a prayer for the manifestation of God's power and His presence. 
And I am more determined today at this point in my life than I ever have been before that we must have the power and the presence of the Lord in our midst. There is no substitute for God's power and God's presence in our midst. We begin this morning by looking at number one, that there was a great need for this revelation of God's presence in the time of Isaiah. We find in verse 5, he says this, he said, we have sin. And then in verse 6, he said, our righteousness are as filthy rags. Our righteousness, I, I think about my daddy has got a shop right outside the house there. And when I think about filthy rags, I think about he, he does all his own oil changing and mechanic work. And I think about those old oily rags, gas and dirt and grime and oil. And I think about when I think about my righteousness and I think about what Isaiah said here, I think about those filthy, filthy rags that I would never want to take and, and wipe off my face. If I was going to take a shower or a bath or wipe a kitchen counter. I would never want to take those rags and do that. But when I think about just how deserving I am of the Lord's presence because of my righteousness, I'm reminded of those old, filthy, dirty rags. And that's where all of us are. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God is what the scriptures tell us. There is not one of us here today that by our own righteousness and our own goodness are worthy of the Lord's presence. Somebody say amen. He went on to say, he said, thy holy cities are a wilderness in verse 10. In verse 11, he says, our holy and our beautiful house where our fathers praise thee are burned up with fire. You see, I find in this as I have found in myself and my own life that sometimes we have to come to a place of hopelessness before we are ready for a move of God. You see, if there was anything that I think that 2020 taught us, it was that God wanted to bring us back to a place of hopelessness and helplessness and a place where we didn't know what was going to happen for so many years of my life. And I don't know, I guess I'm dating myself, and maybe some of you that are older than me have had different moments, but I can think about growing up. And never in my growing up years did I ever think of our country and our nation as vulnerable. That is, until September the 11th of 2001. And suddenly, as we were attacked here on our own soil and we saw our Pentagon attacked and we saw the Twin Towers come crumbling down and we know that there was another plane headed to another Washington destination, but they just didn't make it because of the heroic efforts of people on board. And it's at that time that I began to see that this mighty nation began to shift. And then we saw, I believe it was in 2008, where we saw the market begin to crash again. And we saw a housing crisis in our nation and our economy begin to waver again. And then in 2020, we saw how our, our nation and our health care and how we just felt like nothing. There, That is like nothing that we had ever seen before. Never in the history of this nation had there been an Easter Sunday where churches weren't allowed to meet. Never in the history of this nation had there been a time like that where people were isolated to our homes because of 
of a virus that we knew very little about at the time. Folks, I'm telling you right now that I believe that all of this, I believe that all of this has been allowed to happen by the Lord God Almighty. He is trying to get our attention again. We find in the Old Testament that the prophet cries out, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. You see, we have lived and passed in the blessings of the Lord so long that we think that we no longer need the presence of the Lord. I've preached about this many times over the years. You hear about miracles. You hear about miracles in other countries. You hear about miracles back in the old days in this country. And I began to think, you know why? Why don't we have the miracles anymore? And please don't misunderstand me. I've got all kind of family that is in health care. This is not a message against health care. But you think about it. And you think about back in those days and in some countries even right now, they didn't have doctors. They didn't have medicine. There was nothing. There was nowhere to go but to the Lord. There was no ER. There was no urgent care. There was no Tylenol. There was no paddles to shock back to life. There was none of that. The only place that there was to go was to the Lord God Almighty. And as I read the words of this prophet that's crying out to the Lord for his presence, I see him crying out as he describes his nation, a nation that had been ravaged by war, a nation whose people had been carried off to foreign lands, a nation whose place of worship, the temple, had been burned to the ground and destroyed. I find a people that have become desperate. And listen to me, church, it is certainly not my prayer that the United States become that desperate in our nation but I see us heading somewhere I see us going to a place where God is trying to get our attention and that our hope and our trust is not in our nation that our hope and our trust is not in our economy our hope and our trust is not in Washington it's not in Wall Street but our hope and our trust should be on the solid foundation which is Jesus Christ see Isaiah crying out yes there was a great need for God to come down first of all for Israel's own salvation assurance and strength what does that mean I mean they needed the Lord they needed God they needed him to come and touch them why because they needed a touch from God themselves but that wasn't all secondly there was a need because that the nations, in verse 2, may tremble or be affected at his presence. You see, there was a reason, two reasons why the Lord needed to come down. First, because Israel needed it, and second, because the nations around them needed to see that God was still on the throne. At this point, it had been a lot of years since that time in Exodus where God had delivered that group of slaves from the most powerful nation, Egypt, in the world. It had been years since this group of liberated slaves had marched around the walls of Jericho and had went through Canaan and 
a place filled with giants and conquered it. It had been years. You see, there was a world in that day that needed to see that God Almighty was still on the throne through his people. And I know some people have trouble getting this through their mind, but could it just be that God lets us go through some of the things that we go through as a nation and as individuals sometimes so that God can show other people around us that he is able to save, that he is able to heal, that he is able to deliver, to show the people around you that he is still just as much God as he has ever been. Now listen, I know it's not fun when you're going through it. Somebody say amen. In Isaiah 63 and 15, the prophet had asked God to look down from heaven. Just the previous chapter, he had asked the Lord to look down from heaven. But in chapter 64 and verse 1, the prayer changed from just look down to come down. You see, something had happened in just a small amount of time that brought Isaiah from the place where he was no longer just, Lord, just look down on me. But he was like, Lord, come down here where I'm at. I don't know if you've been there before, but I have been there. You know, I've, there's been some moments in my life where I'm just kind of like, that's oh, a little uneasy. And I'm just kind of like, Lord, would you look down? Would you just notice what I'm going on? But then sometimes it gets to the place where I'm like, Lord, I don't need you just looking down here. I need you to come down here to where I am at. I need you with me. You see, it was not an unheard of thing that God would come down to meet his people because all through Scripture we find, secondly, that God did come down to meet his people. In fact, the word declares that God came down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people in Exodus 19. And the description in verse 18 reveals that the whole mount quaked greatly when the power and the presence of the Lord came down upon the mountain that the whole mountain quaked greatly, it said. Not just a little bit, but it quaked greatly. David saw in a vision God and he said and he cried unto him and the Lord heard him. He said in Psalms 18 verse 7, then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. And then in Psalms 18 and 10 it says, and he rode upon a cherub and did fly Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. We find in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19 when he was seen by Elijah that there was a great and a strong wind that rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. The prophet Micah saw the Lord in chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. He saw the Lord coming forth out of his place and says, And the mountains were molten under him and the valleys. You see, mountains represent in scripture that which is most firm and solid and strong upon the face of the earth it represents 
evidence in Scripture those things that just simply normally cannot be moved. But when the Scripture says that God shook the very things that could never be shaken, when He moved the things that could never in the natural be moved, it lets us know today that we still serve a God that can do the things that nobody else can do. I need you to hear this pastor today. Somebody needs to hear that the sickness that doctors can't take care of, there's still a God in heaven that can take care of it. That the problems that you're going through in your life that nobody else can handle, there's still a God in glory that can handle them. I told you about that. how many people, so many today that are bound by drugs and alcohol and are addicted to those things. I still believe that there's a God in heaven who shook the mountains and he shook the unshakable and he can still come down today and move the unmovable and shake the unshakable and do what no one else can do. In verse 2 of chapter 64, we find, he says, it is like the melting fire that burneth, or rather the fire that kindles brushwood and makes water to boil. You see, the meaning of this is this. That the mountains are as powerless to resist Jehovah God as brushwood is to fire or water is to resist boiling under a hot, hot fire. How many of you have ever been around a hot, hot fire before? I, 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 I take a break for just a second from preaching too hard before I scare you all, all to death. And uh, I think about, when I think about hot fires, I think about one time when I was a kid, I was sharing, uh, I was talking to my friend Michael Mooneyham the other day, and, and there was a time, and I don't advise doing this, but listen, when you grow up in Houston, Mississippi, before there was internet, before there was Netflix, come on somebody, before there was any of that, you know, sometimes if you heard a whole bunch of sirens, So we was, we was at the Mooneyham residence. If you know, anybody ever been to Walmart in Houston before? It, it's still, I, I know Rena has. There, there's a few of y'all that have. If you've never been up to Walmart in Houston, they'll take you back. It ain't no super center. It's not even our nice little market, whatever the, this one on this side of town is. It closes at 8 o'clock. I mean, it's tiny. And, and they live right behind there. Well, one night we were sitting at their house and hear all these sirens. I mean, just sirens just going by, going by, going out east of town on Highway 8. I mean, it just kept on coming. Kept, I think every volunteer fire department in Chickasaw County was heading there. And we couldn't take it anymore. And so what happened? We went. And I won't ever forget, we get in the truck. It was me and Michael and Dalen. We get in the truck. We're following all this. There's fire trucks everywhere and man we get there we pull over on the side of the road I don't know what in the world we were thinking and and we pull over on the side of the road I mean they're just lights and people everywhere we go running up there I mean we run well we did know we did know I know he's got some Kim folks Pete Alford I don't think they're here today but Pete we saw Pete he was there he's with the Thorn Volunteer Fire Department I mean we go running up there right up there to the fire the fire trucks and everything else and we get right up there to it and all of a sudden we realize, what in the world are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. 
So we just kind of turned around and just kind of walked away for a little bit, you know. But I tell you that because I think about this, and it was a, is a, a, an 18-wheeler truck shop. A lot of oil, a lot of gas, fuel, all kind of stuff, probably some of them dirty rags like I was talking about, and just a hot hot it was a metal building you could see the metal beginning to pop and it was so hot and i think about a hot hot fire have you ever seen a, a fire that hot and you watch a, the underbrush maybe maybe you've been burning leaves or anything sometime and the fire gets away and it starts getting away and some of that old dry stuff and the fire gets hot enough that stuff just don't stand a chance and that's what that's what the meaning is when you dig down into this you find that the meaning is it means that the mountains, when compared to the glory of Jehovah God and the power of Jehovah God, they were as, as, as useless to stop him as old dry underbrush is to a hot, hot fire or water is to boil when placed on a hot, hot fire. It don't take long if you put water over a hot, hot fire. It can't help it. It's going to boil. I just need to remind somebody today that the God that we serve, your mountain, your problem is as useless against the power of God as old dried underbrush is to a hot, hot fire. Your problem, your mountain is as powerless against our God as water is if you put it over a raging hot fire. I need you to see what the prophet saw. He saw a mighty and awesome, a, a wonderful God. He had seen him earlier in this book and I just need somebody here today to take hold of this in your spirit and realize that the God that we serve, the God that we have served about today the God that I'm preaching about today he is not some decrepit old man sitting up on a throne in heaven he rules and he reigns on high he is powerful he is glorious he is high and lifted up and there is nothing in your life that he cannot help you with in fact Hebrews 12 and 29 says our God is a consuming fire I got to keep moving next we find that the need for a mighty manifestation of God's presence is just as great today as it was in Isaiah's day the need for God to show himself and to rend the heavens is as great today as it was in the days of of old I shared with y'all if you were here last week but I'm gonna share it again because really it was an inspiration to me I shared with you last week of how the week before as we finished up service I had two confirmations from two ends of the spectrum come with me Jaden I want you to come and come with me come with me come on brother Richard I want you to help me two weeks ago after service, Brother Richard here stopped me, and he said, I sure am glad that we're getting back to being a Pentecostal church again. <laughs> That's what we are. She didn't know, but that was right after church as I was walking out right there in the foyer. Come here. We was on the way to the restaurant. I don't even remember where we ate that week. 
and we's on the way to the restaurant. And the 15-year-old here told me, I just don't understand why people wouldn't want to be Pentecostal and let the presence and the power of the Lord flow in their midst. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you all so much. So it really got to stirring me in my spirit. And I'm like, yes, we need the presence and the power of the Lord in our midst. Folks, you, you, I, think, I know you don't know me that well, but I think you're getting to know me. And, and you need to know this about me, that, that I am all for, you've heard me say I'm all for planning, I'm all for being prepared. I think we need to, you wouldn't want me to get up here and not have a clue what I was preaching. We love, I love that our musicians and singers prepare themselves. I Listen, I love, that's why I'm pushing. We want to we get our facilities here back up into shape as people drive by here by the thousands. We want them to see that the house of the Lord is important. We, those things are important. Folks, I'm, I love, I love the lights. I know some people have problems with stuff. I love the lights. I even, if you come over on a Wednesday night, we even crank up the smoke machine a little bit. If you come over there on a Wednesday night, I'm all right with it. I also like singing out of the red-backed hymnal sometimes because that's what I grew up on. But let me listen to the preacher here today. Can I tell you this? That a beautiful building that lights, that smoke, or even pews and red-backed hymnals, if the presence of the Lord ain't in it, ain't none of it worth anything. What we must have at Starkville Church of God, I am convinced, is we must pray that the power of the Lord Most High would come down into this place, that he would manifest himself in this place because it is him and only him that can change lives. We must have a move of God. Elijah saw a manifestation of God on, by fire on Mount Carmel in the book of 1 Kings chapter 18. The enemies of God and Israel were defeated. 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of the grove that ate at Jezebel's table were killed and destroyed in that time. And Israel returned to God and God's favor. Isaiah in chapter 6 and verse 1 saw the Lord high and lifted up. He saw him in his power and in his holiness. And it changed his entire perspective. There was a man named Saul in the book of Acts chapter 9 that had been persecuting the church. In fact, Scripture tells us that when the first martyr was killed, Stephen, that there was a young man named Saul that was holding the coats and the garments of those that were stoning that first martyr, Stephen. But in Acts chapter 9, this guy named Saul, he ran into the miraculous presence of the Lord God Almighty and it turned his life around. Amos, in Amos, Amos chapter 7 and verse 7 saw the Lord standing upon a wall 
with a plumb line in his hand. And after this, he was a, a humble, unheard of man who was no prophet, neither a prophet's son, but because of fearless, and then became, after the presence of the Lord, became a fearless and famous prophet for God and the right. Moses saw the Lord in a burning bush and became one of the greatest liberators of all time. The Samaritan woman saw the Lord as the giver of living water and went forth with a message unexcelled in that day or any other day saying come see a man which told me all things I ever did is this not the Christ the mighty presence of the Lord was seen and felt on the day of Pentecost as the church in Acts chapter 2 was born the Holy Ghost came down in 1896 at the Shearer schoolhouse in Cherokee County North Carolina and began the movement that we know of now as the Church of God in 1906 the Holy Ghost fire fell upon a group of whites and blacks in a poor neighborhood on a street named Azusa and that had then begun to spread like wildfire. A former, the son of a former slave named William Seymour became a mighty Pentecostal preacher that began to see thousands saved and filled with the Spirit. What I came to tell you today is this, that God's power has always been able to change people and if we are ever going to see the drug addict saved, if we're ever going to see the alcoholic saved, if we're going to ever see those addicted to pornography saved and delivered, it won't be by a clever show. It won't be by a bunch of fancy words. It will be through the power and the manifestation of the power of an almighty God in our midst. Finally, urgency demands us to pray. Even as Isaiah prayed, Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. You see, I believe when the presence of God comes, he will reveal awesome things. Verse 4 that we read, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. We must allow God to come down in our midst. And here, hold on, don't get too excited yet. I'm not done. Because not only will he come down and deliver us and encourage us, but he also wants to change us. Look at verse 8. But now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou our potter. We are the work of thy hand. You see, when the presence of the Lord comes down, it's all right. It's all right to get some goosebumps. It's all right to shout and dance. It's okay. Nothing wrong with that at all. But when the presence of the Lord comes down, it's not just about a shout and it's not just about a feel good. It's about he's wanting to shape us, mold us, make us into what he wants us to be. I don't know about y'all, but I can remember as a kid singing, he's still working on me. 
to make me what I ought to be. Took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. Every day of my life, he'll find a little something in Dennis. Seems like some days there's bigger stuff than others. Come on, somebody. Every day, he's shaping. Listen, what we saw, what we just saw in youth camps, what we just saw, what, I, what we've been seeing here in the last month or two, God's presence coming down, it is not just to put on a show. It is not. It is so that he can mold us and shape us and make us into what he wants us to be. He's working on us. His presence is working on us. Every once in a while, I'm going to sit down for this, you know. Every once in a while when his presence comes down, it's not you're not going to leave here feeling good. You might leave here feeling convicted about something you've been allowing to stay in your life. Every once in a while, when the presence of the Lord comes down, He may reveal to you a little area inside of you that you've been not taking care of, and you've been allowing sin to reign in that particular area. Folks, I'm listening now. You think, oh, he just think, no, yes, the presence of the Lord is always good. Because listen, you always gonna feel better when you get rid of that. Folks, I think most of us here know, probably every single one of us at some point in time, we have fought conviction from the Lord, and that's the most miserable place to be. And then, then when we finally give in to the conviction of the Lord and say, yes, Lord, you're the potter, I'm the clay, you change me into what you want me to be. And it's in that, it kind of hurts at first. Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Sometimes the word cuts. Sometimes the Spirit of the Lord cuts some stuff out of us. It's just like anybody, anybody ever had their gallbladder taken out before? Anybody here? Uh, we got a few here. What, what, it probably didn't feel good. Hopefully you were under when they cut in. <laughs> and maybe even a little while afterward, it was sore. But as you begin to heal, what? You felt better. After that old infected thing was cut out of there, you felt better. That's what the presence of the Lord wants to do. He wants to come down, and He wants to mold us and shape us. He's going to cut out some old stuff that don't need to be there, get rid of some stuff that don't need to be there. Yeah, sometimes you're going to walk out of here on cloud nine. Sometimes you're going to walk out convicted, but yield to the conviction of the Lord. And in the end, you're going to come feeling better. Somebody say amen. Stand with me, if you will, all over the house. Henry, if you will, for me. I want you to put that first verse up there. Number, first one. Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. You see, this morning, that's what I want the prayer of the Starkville Church of God to be. Oh, that thou would rend the heavens, 
and come down. See, I've got a vision. I've got a plan. We're going to go. We're going to help kids move in. We're going to hand out water. We're going to invite people to church. We're going to get our kids, our, our school-age kids, they're, they're going to go out. They're going to be witnessing. We're going to see people from this community all over come in. But here's the deal. I want when they come in. I don't want them to just come in. And we have a nice building, a nice singing, a nice lights, and a halfway decent preacher. All of those things are good. But I want people to come in here and I want them to find the presence of the Lord. Because it's the presence of the Lord, as I've already, I'm not going to re-preach the whole thing. The presence of the Lord that can move mountains, that can tear the mountains, melt the mountains. It's the presence of the Lord that will shape us. Listen, folks, I know this ain't popular, but it's my prayer. It is my prayer that in this coming school here, that there be that there be some young men and young women that have been lied to by this world and this culture and they're struggling with whether they're a man or whether they're a woman. And I'm praying that the presence of the Lord is here in such a real way that it begins to shape them and mold them and they know that God made them male and female. <laughs> I'm not here to judge. I'm, I'm here to help people. I'm believing that it's the presence of the Lord. I'm believing that as, that as young men and young women come into this place throughout this next year, that there are going to be those that think, they think that they're gay or lesbian or bisexual, and there's like 500 of, other of them now. And there, I'm praying, I'm believing they're going to come in and that it's going to be the Spirit of the Lord. It's going to be the Spirit of the Lord. It's not going to be me standing out on the roadside with a big old sign saying, God hates queers. No. But it's going to be the presence of the Lord. And the Word of God that touches hearts and lives. And folks that are so lost and so confused, suddenly they'll find clarity. They'll find purpose. They'll find peace they'll find love they will find all that god has to offer because his presence you say pastor you really believe? i do i preach to you today that that guy y'all come on and start playing softly if you will i preach to you that guy named saul that guy named saul that was killing and murdering the church I mean, he was as against the church as you could be. But when the presence of the Lord showed up on that road that day, it turned his life completely around. So I'm believing not that my preaching's good enough, and they're good musicians and singers, but I don't even think they're good enough. I don't think we could fix this building up nice enough. But the presence of the Lord is able to turn lives around. So this morning, if you'll leave, go ahead and leave that first verse up there, the whole, this whole altar service, if you will, Henry. Because I want that to be the prayer of us as Starkville Church of God. Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou would come down, that the 
mountains might flow down at thy presence. All that stuff that I named, problem, addictions, problems, confusion, all that, that at the presence of the Lord, it's all going to melt in his presence. But that's what we need. If that's your prayer, if you're with me, say, Pastor, that's what I want to see is I want to see the power and the presence of the Lord come down. These altars are open right now. If you're with me and you say, Pastor, that's my prayer, I want to pray with you. I want you to come. If you want to kneel at this altar, kneel at these steps, would you come and find a place right here? And can we just begin to pray that? Come on, these altars are open right now. If you say that, Lord, that's what I want to see, that the Lord would rend the heavens. I want you to come and find a place right now. Come on, make your way to these altars right now and say, Lord, I want to see you do that in our church. I want to see you do that in our church. I'm in agreement with you pastor I'm in agreement with you that this is what we want to see we want to see the Lord we want to see his presence we know we can't do it on our own we don't have the ability we don't have power we can't sing good enough preach good enough fix things up good enough that it takes the power and the presence of the Lord to change hearts and lives. Come on, church. Just come on. Come on. He's going to leave this, this scripture up here. If you've got a glance at it, that's fine. But in your own way, I want us to just begin to pray that right now. Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down. Lord, we are in need. We are in need of the presence of the Lord. We cannot make it. Lord, we will prepare. Lord, we will. We will rebuild the house. Lord, we we will enhance things. We will make plans. We will have programs. We will do those things. But those things are nothing without your presence, oh Lord. And so we ask that you, God, would come down into this place. That this would be the city set on a hill. That this would be the light of this city, oh God. That your presence would be manifested here in this place. And that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. Lord, I'm believing you. I'm trusting you that right here in this place, Lord, that there are going to be those that are confused, Lord. They've been lied to by the devil. They've been lied to by our culture. And they don't know whether they're a man or whether they're a woman. But you're going to melt that away in the name of Jesus. And there's going to be clarity there in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, for those that have been lied to and they've been pushed in to this agenda, Lord. Those that are in a gay or lesbian lifestyle, you're going to let your presence and power flow down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, there's going to be couples, there's going to be heterosexual couples that have been living together, not married, and they're going to come in. And Lord, your presence and your power, oh God, is going to convict them and show them that they're living in sin. Lord, I'm believing you that there's going to be people addicted to drugs. Lord God, there's going to be people that are alcoholics and they're going to come in. And when that can, that meets your presence, that the mountains are then going to have to flow down at the mighty presence of God Almighty. Oh, Jesus, I'm trusting you and believing you that there's going to be people that have been diagnosed with cancer, that that cancer is going to have to flow down at the presence of the Lord. There's going to be people crippled, oh Lord, that 
that are going to come in and that 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 disease that problem is going to have to bow to your presence and they'll get up and they'll walk again oh god that you would rend the heavens and come down into this place oh lord god i pray it in jesus mighty name in jesus mighty name I'm believing there's going to be people walk through these doors that, Lord, they've been struggling with thoughts of suicide. They've been struggling with depression and anxiety. And at your presence, Lord, the mountains are going to melt. The, the suicide, the depression, oh, Lord, the anxiety is going to be as useless against your presence as dried out underbrush is against a mighty raging fire. I believe it oh Lord in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ let us see it here let us see it here not just for goosebumps and chill bumps and like something we can call a good service but so that lives can be transformed I believe in you Lord that there are going to be people that have never ever heard the gospel of Jesus Christ in their life walk through these doors and give their hearts to you I'm believing you, Lord, that there's going to be prodigals, lost sons and daughters that have drifted away that are going to walk through these doors and come. And they're going to come to themselves, as the prodigal did, come to themselves and head back to the Father in the name of Jesus. I'm believing that you're going to call pastors and missionaries and teachers, oh Lord. God, there is so much that you have in store for us, oh Lord. I trust you. I believe you, oh God. Oh, mama, mashetebe, koriada, mashetebe. Oh, Jesus, come down into this place, oh Lord. Come down into this house, oh Lord. Have your way in this place, oh God. In the name of Jesus, let everything that we do, let every Sunday school class, let every Wednesday night class, let every fellowship that we have, let every service that we have be to bring glory and honor to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, Jesus, we're believing you. We're trusting you, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I want you to stay right there. I missed one thing that I want you to hear. The word rend in verse 1 is a strong term which means tear asunder as a garment in grief or as a wild beast tearing something to pieces in other words isaiah was saying tear the heavens asunder rip the heavens apart so that you could come down right now before we leave here one more time with that kind of sense of urgency would you pray oh lord lord if you've got to tear it like a wild beast rip through the heavens so that you can come down to us would you pray father right now in the name of jesus that is our prayer lord not tomorrow not in two months but lord we pray that right now that you would tear the heavens apart if you have to to come down into our midst so that we can be changed by your presence oh jesus 
Jesus, 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 Jesus. Father, I believe in you that, Lord, we're going to see walk through those doors. We're going to see professors that have spent a lifetime arguing against God, arguing for atheism, Lord. They're going to walk through these doors, and they may come in, Lord, to be critical, and they may come in to try to disprove something. But when they come in and they meet the presence of the Lord, that mountain's going to melt, Lord. That wall and that shell is going to melt, Lord. That, that false belief of atheism is going to melt, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Father, I'm believing that right through these doors, that right here in our city of Starkville, Mississippi, as we are seeing so much violence, oh Lord, God, I'm believing we're going to see people that have been down and out for years. I'm believing that we're going to see some that have been down for generations, oh Lord. They're going to come through these doors and meet the presence of the Lord. And you're going to change them and turn them around, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Help us to see a change in our city, oh Lord. I pray against the violence in Jesus' mighty name. I pray against it right now in Jesus' mighty name. And I pray for hope. Lord, I pray for peace, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come down, O oh Lord, into our church. Come down into our city, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray for cities all across this city. God, for churches all across this city right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, O oh Lord, for every church, Lord, that's following your word. I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit, that your presence would come down into them, O oh Lord. That they would begin to see people saved. That they would begin to see people healed. That they would begin to see people delivered, O oh Lord. In the name, it's not just for us, Lord. Lord, God, all around this city, all around the Golden Triangle area, Lord, let your power, let your presence come down. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray for every household represented right here in Jesus' mighty name. I pray the power and the presence of the Lord would come down into every household in Jesus' mighty name. Lord God, that you would begin to do stuff they've been praying about for years. Lord, your presence would begin to come down and take care of immediately. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We believe you for it. We trust you for it, oh God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on one more time. Just lift your hands all across this building and just ask the Lord, come down into this place. Come down into this place, oh Lord. Come down into this place, oh Lord. We need your presence. We need your power. There is no substitute for it, Lord. Nothing else is going to work. Nothing else is going to do. Nothing else will suffice. We must have you, oh Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your power and your presence, oh Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah.